0: You know, we got to win that fight
1: today. we got to get in with those socials. Let's do it for Johnny, man. We'll do it for Johnny. Talk is Jericho,
0: baby. Talk is Jericho. Mama. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. All right, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pod of thunder and rock and roll. And let's get it started the way we always get it started on a Friday with the Duff McKagan Joke of the Week.
1: Hi, Chris Jericho. It's Duff McKagan calling you. You know what kind of a bagel flies, Chris Jericho? That'd be a plain bagel. Thank you very much.
0: Ah, stinker as always. A plain bagel. Get it? Uh, Thanks as always to my bro, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Duff McKagan, for taking the time to entertain us with his bad, ridiculous jokes every single Friday That was actually funny. I mean, I can't call it bad, but how crazy is it that a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer from Guns N' Roses takes uh, time out of his busy schedule to call my stupid ass every week to leave all these jokes for you. So today, thanks to Duff and thanks to all of you because we're going to change things up today. Uh, We're talking movies, but not just any movie. One of my all-time favorite movies, The Outsiders. It is the 35th anniversary of this movie that I saw when I was 12 years old. This movie launched the careers of Rob Lowe, Patrick Swayze, C. Thomas Al, Ralph Macchio, Matt Dillon, Emilio Estevez, Diane Lane, Tom Cruise, How's that for an A-list cast? Before they were A-listers, we're celebrating the movie's anniversary with uh, Danny Boy O'Connor from House of Pain. Jump! Jump! You know, and that's because not only does he love this movie more than I do, he bought the house in Tulsa, Oklahoma that was the home in the movie. to Pony Boy, Soda Pop, and uh, Derry in the, in the movie. Like I said, it's the actual house where The Outsiders was filmed. That's where I met Danny Boy. I went to uh, see the house when we were in Tulsa a while ago, and Danny Boy was there, and we actually uh, had a conversation decided we need to do a podcast about the Outsiders. He's got a lot of the original props used in the movies. He's restored the house to look like it did when everything was shot. He's got a lot of support from the cast and from the author. S.E. Hinton, who wrote the book The Outsiders. You hear the story about how he found the house, ended up buying it, what it was like to renovate the entire thing. Danny's also talking about his search to find the original props used in various scenes, what he has found, what he's still looking for. Uh, he's doing an Outsiders a convention every year. Plus, we talk about how the movie affected our lives. I remember taking the bus to downtown Winnipeg in 1983 to see The Outsiders. I wanted to be two bit so bad.
2: You ought to meet a brother. Now, there's a hood. Boy, he's so busy, he glides when he walks. He goes to the barbershop for oil change, not a haircut.
0: <laughs> and now I get a chance to just talk about 2-Bit, talk about all the guys in the gang, the outsiders, the greasers versus the socias. You guys know what greasers are?
2: White trash with long, greasy hair. You know what a Socia is? What? White trash with mustangs and magic. <laughs>
0: Of course, we're also going to talk about House of Pain with Danny Boy O'Connor. Pack it up, pack it up, pack it in. Let me get in. Jump, jump around. Jump, jump, jump. Get down, jump. Oh, yeah. All right. Danny Boy O'Connor is talking about the 35th anniversary of The Outsiders. Francis Ford Coppola's masterpiece. We're getting ready to get into it, and we are in the middle of the Judas Rising Tour 2018. We begin again March 27th in Milwaukee at the Turner Ballroom. March 28th, Chicago at Bottom Lounge. March 29th, Grand Rapids at the intersection. March 30th, Detroit. Rock City at the intersection. That show's about ready to sell out. If it hasn't sold out already, go try and get your tickets now if you can. March 31st, Dayton, Ohio at the Rockstar Arena. That's sold out. April 2nd, Cleveland at the House of Blues. April 3rd, Pittsburgh at Jurgles. April 4th, Clifton Park, New York at the Upstate Concert Hall. April 5th, New York at the Gramercy. That's about to sell out, so you get tickets soon. Philadelphia, the Foundry, April 6th, sold out. April 7th, Portland, Maine at the Aura. April 8th, Hampton Beach, New Hampshire at Wally's. And remember, we're doing an early show that day. Come see Fozzie. We go on at 5. We'll be finished by 6.30. 7 o'clock, we're going to be staying in the venue to watch WrestleMania with all of you. If you want to watch WrestleMania with me, Chris Jericho, Go to fozzyrock.com. Get your tickets now. And also come join us for the VIP meet and greet as well. We have one of the best VIP meet and greets in the entire business. We play a little uh, concert for you. We do uh, a meeting and greeting. Uh, we take pictures. We sign. We have a lot of fun. So uh, go check it out. People at Fozzy Rock on the Twitter are saying it's the best VIP experience I've ever been to. I'm not going to deny it. All right. I'm also gonna to not going to deny that one of my favorite movies of all time is The Outsiders. We're celebrating the 35th anniversary of one of the greatest films ever with Danny Boy O'Connor from House of Pain. We're getting ready to start it right now.
2: Get your feet off my chair and shut your trap. Who's going to make me, huh? I'm going to get a cooked. Who, your boyfriend? Leave her alone, Dal. That's the one, I'm just going to some jail or something.
0: Yeah, sure. Whatever you say, honey.
2: You better leave us alone or I'll call the cops.
0: Oh, my, my. You got me scared to death. What am what am I going to do now, Pony? Huh? <laughs> this girl's making me shake do not you leave you, us alone? are
2: nice and leave us alone. I'm never nice. Can I uh, interest you in a Coca Cola or Seven Up? Get lost, hood.
0: Okay, so um, I'm here with uh, with Danny Boy O'Connor from from House of Pain, which is a huge, huge in itself. But funny story is we had a show in Tulsa uh, with the WWE, and we have a mutual friend called Matt Hanrahan. He's our production manager. Right. I'm not sure how you know him. He's been on the scene for a while. Through a friend from Brooklyn. There you go. Brooklyn connection. Brooklyn Connection. So he goes, hey, dude, I'm going to go by the Outsiders house. My friend Danny's, uh, you know, he's he's there or whatever. And I'm like, really? Like, I love the Outsiders. Right. Since I was 12 years old, I saw it in the theater. Same. I go to the place, the house where the where the Curtis boys grow up. Sure. And you're there <laughs> renovating it because you've bought the house.
1: Right. Yeah,
0: Yeah. it's a trip. When you say it,
1: even for me, it's kind of weird because, uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't something I grew up thinking like I'm going to go to Tulsa one day, discover that the movie was filmed there, and then buy the house and turn it into a museum. But it's exactly what happened, and uh, I couldn't be more happy with that. You know, just Mm -hmm. saying that I have to pinch myself. But uh, yeah, it's been a
0: weird series of events that have led me to this. So well, let's talk about that. First of all, how did you end up buying the Outsiders house, so to speak? I mean, so
1: again, it was like an epiphany. I, I was working like you were. I, we were playing Kane's Ballroom, I think, in 2009. Um, and we had a three day layover, which means we were skimping on the hotels. It was cheaper to stay in Tulsa than it was probably in Dallas. So we were stuck. Per se in Tulsa and I thought this is great. I'm newly well. I had like a couple years sobriety at the time I was highly caffeinated and I just bought a new camera and I thought man I'm gonna either be bored or I'm gonna do something and just walk around the city and see what I can see And as I started walking around the city I go Tulsa Tulsa Tulsa. Why does it sound so familiar? Oh my god I think the outsiders was filmed here. So I ran back to the hotel room. I looked it up online there was one little site called Tulsa TV memories and they showed a few of the locations, including the drive in, which was recently, it had just burned down when I had got the to town. Okay. Um, so it was a wooden screen. They, sh- they gave up the drive in location, which is the Admiral Twin, the park where Johnny kills the Soche, which is one of my favorite, you know, obviously scenes, um, which was Crutchfield Park, and then they said the house was close to it at 731 North St. Louis. So, I got a cab, and uh, even getting a cab at that time was hard to do because downtown of you know if you if you're an outsider you know pun intended like myself, you know two thousand and nine Tulsa, Oklahoma was still going through its like the Downtown was like kind of abandoned mm-hmm. when, you know, when, when you were just there, it's a whole different animal. Sure, the arena's
0: brand new. Oh, everything's
1: yeah. brand new. There's a ballpark down there. All the businesses are up and coming and thriving and it's going through its renovation and it's, it, it's amazing. The timing couldn't have been better for what we're doing with the house. But circa 2009, the only thing down there was Kane's ballroom. And, um, so I get the cab I give him $100, and he takes me to those locations, and then he gives me a tour of the city. And I fall in love not only with the city that day because it's a spectacular little art deco city that was built up on oil money, but the people were kind. Uh, It just had this... You know, anywhere's USA vibe. Yeah. And it was very serene. And every 10 minutes or so would be interrupted by the most beautiful sound in the world, which is a freight train horn to me. <laughs> and I was like, this can't be real. And then when I started to see the locations, I went to the drive in first, which had just burned down, but you could just walk onto it. It looked just like it did in the movie. Um, we went to Crutchfield Park where, like I said, the, the scene with the socias and, and and two I was there. It was cool. Right. Yeah. Which was cool too. And, And then when I got to the house, I just couldn't believe that, you know, being a New Yorker who lived in L.A. most of his life, you know, you if you like something in here, you blink and it's gone. You know, I was just telling you when I got here, like, you know, I'm like the old pope of Sherman Oaks, you know. But even (laughs) when I drive down Ventura Boulevard, like things don't change. Like I'm like, wow, okay, Chin Chin's still here. But I didn't know that, you know, this was there or that's there. So Oklahoma looked like it did in 82 when they filmed the movie, and that looked like 1960-whatever, right. you know? So I was like, this is incredible. At the time, I had a BlackBerry phone, and the camera was just good enough to make nice photos on Facebook, which was kind of still a, not a new thing, but, you know, we were all starting to, like, spread our wings with it, like what's appropriate <laughs> to post, what's not. And then that night, we play cans, and somebody told the owner, hey, man, um, Danny's friends with Jonesy from the Sex Pistols. Show him that thing in your office. He goes, yo, come in my office. I want to show you something. And he goes, look at the wall. see the hole in there? And there's a frame around a hole in the wall. I go, yeah, what's that? He goes, Sid Vicious punched that in 78 when they did their tour here. Wow. And, uh, you know, they, they thought you'd want to see it. So, you know, we've cut it out of the green room. We've moved it into the office so that nobody messes <laughs> with it. So I took a photo of that, and I took a photo of the outsider's house, and I posted it to Facebook, and my phone felt like it was like, having a seizure it was like from all the likes yeah and like you know any good you know attention seeker i was like wow like i'm on to something here you know one like i said you know i took some good shots i posted some good stuff people were like where is that house where on the warner brothers lot in la is that house i'm like dude it's in tulsa people were like what's a tulsa (laughs) (laughs) um i was able to you know show the, you know, the the hole in the wall, which Jones is like, yeah, yeah, mate, I already know, we already know, you know, but for <laughs> me it was exciting stuff. So I started saying like, why don't I do this in every town I go to? Why don't I look for, you know, historic locations or true crime kind of locations or, or whatever, yeah. right? So it becomes a little hobby. We call it the Delta Bravo Urban Exploration Team. I got about 30 or 40 core members with 100 on the, you know, outskirts. Uh, we kind of do it as a hobby on Facebook now, but it all starts at the outsider's house. And from 2009 till now, I've been every time I go across the U.S., uh, I make a beeline for it. It's like the new mecca. And I'm always finding new fans that are like, dude, you ever heard of the outsider? Of course I do. I'm like, yo, you want to go see the house when we go through Tulsa? They're like it's there i'm like yo it's there so i would take people through there and every year because it was they were seeing it probably for their first time but i was seeing it every year and it just kept looking worse and worse and Mm -hmm. things were getting like you know creepier and creepier and it was like what's going on with this place like why isn't anybody taking yeah why isn't anybody taking care of it and when i first went there the house was for sale for 40 grand now i was just like like I said, I was, you know, there was a decade of my life where I was out of my mind on drugs, living on a couch, you know, spent everything. So making
0: a lot of money too. With, well, back around. then, yeah, yeah,
1: back then, you know, we, I was spending as quick as, as I was making it, but in 2009 I was starting to rebuild my life so I didn't have a lot of money but 40 grand is 40 grand. It's still a lot of money but also 40 grand you couldn't, I can't find an extra space to park a second car where I live now for 40 grand a year and that's just a, you know. That's a priceless Right. And so, yeah, and I I was like, I can't believe this is 40 grand and then I started, my inner voice said, relax dude, this is how you get in trouble. (laughs) This is how, this is how the sobriety and all the good Mm -hmm. stuff you're doing and putting your life together can spiral really quick Mm because that's the kind of stuff I do I find a doorknob and I build a house around it and I thought I have no business even if I had 40 grand you know in my front pocket I have no business buying a house in Tulsa Oklahoma clearly if it's only 40 grand nobody else cares but you buddy <laughs> and you know take a photo and keep it moving so again every year I'd go back and forth and the question would always come up in my head like why doesn't somebody buy this and turn this into a museum and uh, I kept saying that I kept saying that and then One day I thought, you know, why don't you look into it at least, you know, then it was no longer for sale. Uh, there were people living in there and it was just looking ratty and I thought, you know what, let me find if I can find the owner and have my friend contact her because I was scared. Like, you know, I finally got the contact through asking my, a friend that I'd met in Tulsa to keep pressuring the tenants for the for the contact and she finally gave it up and then I had another friend make the call because I didn't want to mess it up to so everybody else. Was like, what are you doing, bro? Like, <laughs> what are you interested in this house for, you know, you think it's 40 grand in Tulsa? So, my friend made the call for me and he goes... Yeah, you bought the house. I was like, what are you talking about? I said, I told him and I gave him instructions. Here's this lady. I want you to call her. Just tell her we're interested in the house. And if she's ever interested in selling, would she keep our number and give us a call? He calls me back 20 minutes later saying, you bought the house. I was like, what do you mean I bought the house? He's like, yeah, she asked for 20 grand. I offered her 15. She took it. Wow. With the caveat that she won't sell it to you for the next 30 days because the tenants are eight months behind in rent and they owe four grand. And if she sells it to you now, you get that four grand. So she wants the four grand. And I was like, all right, do stop messing around. He's like, I ain't messing around, bro. And at the time, he had 10 grand of my money, so he was just looking for his other five. I was like, wow. And I I was half like, oh my God, oh my God. I'm in complete fear. What am I doing? I just bought it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I bought it sight unseen. So... I get the house. I'm in New York at the time working. Uh, My friend who's on the ground in Tulsa goes to Cuba to see the Rolling Stones. He's like, dude, sorry, I can't go, you know, help you with this right now. I'll be back in two weeks. I'm like, oh no. So by the time I'm able to go to Tulsa, I had to go by myself. My wife wasn't able to take off work. I get there and I couldn't believe I bought the house and I didn't even have the keys to the house. I had a sneak in a back window that was semi-open, like and uh, when I got inside, I also realized why it was worth as little as it was, because Zillow had it listed as a house from the 40s. In in reality, it's a 100-year-old house. Uh, we know that because when we started taking it all apart, we found newspapers, newspapers. We that were stuffed those, yeah. in the wall from 1919, 1920. Yeah. The house was originally on Seventh and Elgin, uh, and it was that which, which is downtown Tulsa. They moved it to North Tulsa, which is only about a mile and a half mm-hmm. away from where it originally stood. That being said. The only thing that house needed was a, a brand new house, and so, and guess what I'm good at doing? None of that. If it, you know, if, if the you. car needs to get fixed or the house needs to get repaired, call a man I'm, with you, I'm man. the man that can pay for it, but I'm not the man that's going to be doing it. And <laughs> I grew write up, a song about yeah, it. But... <laughs> I grew up the uh, the complete opposite of that. I grew up with a grandfather that was a master carpenter, and it gave us a. It's just weird that you know. I was the last generation of where cars were, you could wrench on them yourself or where we actually repaired stuff. Uh-huh. We just, we live now in a disposable. We just sure. throw it away. There's Call no man repairs, to come do it, yeah. you know? So it's an excuse, but I don't know. I let a man do a man's job <laughs> when it comes to that stuff because I don't want to mess it up. Mm-hmm. So in saying that, uh, there's power for me because it's the humility of it. Just saying, hey, I don't know what I'm doing here. Can somebody help? And that's hard for me. I'm a six-foot-six alpha male. I don't want to ask for help. Yeah. I'll be like, I right, give me that hammer. You know, yeah. stand back, boys. Let me let me handle this. But I just put the word out on social media. Hey, man, the floor is in terrible shape. The front part is 100 years old. The back part is all dogged out and missing. And someone says, hey, man, I got a friend. And call Roper, and Roper will come. And Roper will come and look. and said, I'll do that for you. I, I would like to donate my time, my service, and my... Boom, problem Story solved, building. you yeah. know? I just started meeting people. But one after the other, a guy, Donnie Rich showed up and said, you know, thank you for allowing me to visit our generation's man but he had the connection to the movie. Yeah, of course. And so people started coming out of the woodwork. which was just shocking, not because I didn't think that there were more people like us that were that kind of fans. I just thought, well, why did, why did it sit there for so long and nobody did what I'm nobody doing? Had the idea, right. You know, I, I thought it was like a no-brainer. And there's also, like, I'll back up a little, like... I used to do a podcast as well with my friend, Nako Nolan, who's a LAPD detective. And when we started doing all this, urban exploring location stuff that I told you about the Delta Bravo thing we thought this would be a great idea for a TV show so let's bring in some of our favorite actors from those movies like Fast Times at Ridgemont High let's get Robert Romanus. let's talk about not only the filming of the movie but all the locations we sure, had hit great idea. and I even got a drone and crashed the Fast Times Ridgemont High pool because <laughs> the lady wouldn't let us see it which is another the famous you know, Phoebe Cates scene. right yeah. of course and um uh, you know, we would have Valley Girls, another favorite movie. So I'd have Deborah Foreman in and we would talk about the, you know, the casting process and working with, you know, Cage and that era. Also the locations, etc. So I was able to get Darren Dalton to come in, who is the tall soch, um, you know, the main soch with uh, Leaf Garrett. And he came in and we were is he able Daryl? to. Daryl? Yeah, uh, Darren Anderson is his name. Oh, Darren. He's is Dar- Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I remember we contacted him and kind of at the same time, my cop friend got a hold, unbeknownst to me, of S.C. Hinton through Twitter. He found out she was coming to L.A. and he hit her up and he was like, yo, my friend is a big fan and his birthday is this week and I see you're coming to town and I'd like to know if you'd sign up. A- book for him and I didn't know anything about it and she agreed to do it which I know Essie Hinton now like that's not in her wheelhouse to do nor would it be you know what I mean yeah, out of nowhere. even for me I'd be like yo see me when you see me bro like <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna just you're not gonna just show it to my wherever I you know mm-hmm. where I'm at and just because you never know what you're right. inviting in but somehow he did it so we were able to get her to call in that night as well to our podcast while we had Darren there so that kind of is like the the soft introduction to Essie Hinton so every time I'm heading to Tulsa I start tweeting hey heading to Tulsa I I always associate it with the outsiders and this and that and one day she responded and said listen if you ever find your way back you know where I'm at and I'm like I'm here now (laughs) and she's like yo lunch tomorrow I'm like oh no she just invited me to lunch now I'm scared I'm like oh my god what so we had that lunch I told her you know how this all came about and then I told her this is before me even thinking about buying the house but I did ask her why don't you buy that house I just gotta know. I said, Wouldn't that be a great museum? She said, Listen, it's my book. I've done my part. If not somebody yet. wants to do that, that's on them, you know. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, okay, I'll check that off the list. She's not interested and that's when it started to spin in my head, like maybe I yourself. should think about doing it. So when I first bought that house, the first dude I talked to was Darren Dalton, that Soch and I said I tweeted to him, you know, private message. I said, Darren, I just bought a house, which he was like, cool. Like probably <laughs> yeah. why are you telling me? Like, I don't want yeah. to, do care. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? If yeah, someone yeah, told me, yeah, I'm like, yeah, show yeah, off. Yeah, like, what are you? you. Right, yeah. yeah. And then I go, ask me where? And he's like, where? I go, Tulsa. He goes, no. I go, ask me what house? He goes, no uh-huh. way. I go, yeah, dude. I said, but do me a favor. Keep it quiet. Cause I don't want, I'm not there yet. I'm still in New York at the time. I still got to come back to L.A., and then I still got to get there. There's tenants still living in there. I ended up paying them to leave and just get their stuff, and they were eight months in the arrears anyway. They mm-hmm. were evictable, but I was like, let me just make it soft for everybody, that everybody's happy with whatever. But I didn't want, like, you know, nobody to... Yeah, you don't want, like, House of Pain yeah, fans or coming anything around. anything, even mm-hmm. just, you know... So the next day, I, I get a little... You know, I, I grow up pair more, and I was like, let me... Tell Essie Hinton because she's gonna, you know, like flip <laughs> out. So I I did it the same way. I said, Hey, you never guess. I bought a new house. She goes, Yeah, I know, Darren told me. I go, mm-hmm. I go never trust a social I never <laughs> so Darren, if you're listening And we're greasers, too. No, I'm man. saying it's like it's funny, when we first had him on the podcast, he goes, Yo, when I when I see you I'm gonna give you a good Duncan in the fountain, you know? Oh, yeah. So he's like six foot four. So when he came in the studio he was like chest out the whole thing and then I stood up six foot six. He was <laughs> yeah. like, Yeah, that Duncan ain't gonna happen. And I don't also think he did yeah switch
0: switchblade in your back pocket too <laughs> always
1: <laughs> for 25 years mike's has been making lemonade the hard way mike's hard lemonade hard days deserve a hard lemonade mike's is hard so is prison don't drive drunk premium all beverage with flavors all registered trademarks used under license by mike's hard lemonade company chicago illinois
0: you can't win you know that don't you doesn't matter if you whip us you'll still be where you were before at the bottom will still be the lucky ones at the top with all the breaks doesn't matter and greasers will still be greasers and socials will still be socials it doesn't matter let's go back to to, to yeah, how you said we both saw this movie in the theater so I seen it at 13 what was was it that attracted it to you, Nothing. Did you know I didn't know about anything about, it? Anything about okay. it
1: I went with one of the coolest dudes in junior high Whose name was Steve Sikolsky, which is another ironic twist because he ends up moving out by Darren Dalton and was neighbors with him, which we found out later. Mm. But this guy, Steve Sokolsky, was like the coolest dude. And he was like, Yo, I'm going to the movies. You want to go? And I was like, All right. Like, I never, he never asked me to go nowhere, whatever. We were cool. We were just, you know, it was yeah, junior high yeah, friends, yeah. but it wasn't like my main guy, whatever. Like, that was my boy. And so we went to see it. And when we came out of the theater, I remember him going, It was pretty cool. It's not, it's a little different than the book. And I'm like, the book? What are you reading for? Like, you know, we're (laughs) like in 8th grade. I'm like, this dude had it all. Good looking dude, A student, all that. I'm like, this is where I'm gonna curse but I won't but I'm like you pff, you know what I mean you read too of course you read too but it stuck with me you know what I mean oh this is a book as well but I went in that movie not knowing what to expect you know and keep in mind like I said classics of that era look like E.T. Fast Times Valley Girl uh, War Games whatever you know pick your thing what you like Ghostbusters probably so we're in this digital age of like the Reagan era and Pac-Man and Donkey mm-hmm. Kong and here comes this classic movie out of nowhere that's scored by Francis Ford Coppola. Dad, directed by the guy who directed The Godfather, Apocalypse Now, etc. It launches it, the careers of the so-called well the you know, the amply called I don't even know what I'm saying, the brat pack.
2: So the when did you start shaving? It's card. If you when fifteen. Forget it. When did
1: when did Derek?
2: He was thirteen. Why? You figure not get throwing a beard for the rumble? <laughs> oh, you're funny. Yeah. send you in the Reader's Digest or something. I pay a lot of
0: money for funny things. Seven of the biggest stars yeah. ever that generation and, in the same movie. And
1: then it's visually like a 50s movie. It's like grease but cooler because there's no dancing and, mm-hmm. and you It's know, real. Yeah, and then, then the story is like one of those stories that I think everybody can identify, the haves versus the Mm have-nots. And, you know, it's just everything about that. And then Matt Dillon, you know, No Bruno, for me, was like, I want to be that dude so bad it hurt coming out of that theater. I was Mm -hmm. like, that's the guy, and I could relate with Johnny Cade in my... At that time, he probably was older than me technically, but in the movie, he was younger. But I, I was sympathetic to that character and wanted to be Dallas Winston. Mm-hmm. So I came out. I bought a. I probably had a denim jacket somewhere tucked from the seventies, <laughs> and I went right to the store and started buying cigarettes, trying to, you know, do the Dallas Winston thing. It was just it like that.
0: So I, I saw a commercial for it on on uh, TV, and my aunt was ten years older than me, and she had she had uh, hit me up to uh, Stephen King and Essie Hinton. Nice. And I can't remember if I read The Outsiders but I know I'd read text at that point point. Okay. and so when I went to the movie it was the same thing because A hey, let's just go through the cast for people that don't know if there's anybody Matt Dillon is in it Tom Cruise Patrick Swayze uh, Ralph Macchio C. Thomas Howell Emilio Estevez Rob Lowe yeah. and all those guys pick one of them and it's like oh I want to be that guy of course. but Dallas was the one that you relate to the most and Leaf Garrett too Leif which was Garrett, a big star that's a good call too and, um, Diane, and Lane, Diane Lane super hot you know, but I went I, I remember uh, after that movie and Darren I, I have Darren Dalton good looking guy even though him, yeah, know, he's the soci. Tell him my secrets. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I went to uh, my dad had an old fishing tackle box in the shed outside, and for some reason there was a, a pack of Players Light, which is Canadian nice, cigarettes, and there was three of them in there. And I remember I grabbed one and I lit it and I was smoking it because uh, I was pretending to be Dallas Winston. And in my head, I'm hearing Gloria because that's oh, the scene. And GLORA. Of and as I'm smoking, Mom opens the the shed door. She says, "What are you doing?" I'm like. I'm just trying to be Dallas Winston. Hell yeah. just put
1: that thing right out. Listen, if they told me any other character, I'd be like, "You're weird, right now." <laughs> yeah, seen... But I'll I'll, be, I'll jump in on your weirdness because it was the same thing. He man. was
0: so cool. Was, you know, you ever played Fifty Two Pickup? Of course. Yeah, yeah. And those oh, yeah.
1: are shout out to those. Uh, those those are the Wagoneers. Two of those dudes are brothers in that scene, and they're. At the event, they've been supporting since day one. I met them on Facebook, really Facebook, and we've become really good friends, and uh, they're great dudes. But, yeah, that movie opens, man, and I don't know what I'm going to see, Mm -hmm. right? And it starts out, um, you know, he's writing into a thing about, you know, when I stepped out of the—into the Uh, the, sunlight, and I hear the the train— yeah, and then next I had thing two I know, things on my mind: Paul exactly. Newman and a ride home. And then they end up in a corner, and he's like, "What do you want to do, man? We're early." And he's like, "Nothing legal, man. Let's get out of here." And he, they start walking down the street. Gloria kicks on. They end up at a knife fight
0: with the little kids. I don't like little kids. Exactly. They, they sneak into like a
1: drive-in. They they chase little kids out the field. I'm like, "Oh wow, this is like getting trying to right. pick up chicks, and yeah, making he's lascivious at the comments ass on the way back." It's like I'm like, "This is my kind of movie," you know. Yeah. And then um, yeah, I mean, think about this. You know, um, after they kill the Soch, they run to go see Dally. Dally gives them $50 and a pistol. I've been a hell and back with cats that wouldn't give me $25 <laughs> okay. and a pea shooter or a, or a, a sharp stick. And the best line of all is, "Killed the so social. Good for you, kid. Uh, good for you. Come on in. <laughs> Get out of those wet clothes. Yeah, no. And that's another. A lot of people trip out. They forget that Tom Waits is in that movie. Right. He's the Tom Waits is the door. The guy who answers the door. Yeah. Played Buck Merrill, He's which was the character's name. Yeah. Right, right, right. And, uh... Yeah, so that's a cool little Easter egg. I mean, if you're not familiar with the movie, or a lot of people that are familiar, like, that was him. I'm like, yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. And I was told that he had done a soundtrack for One for the Heart from the Heart that was Coppola's movie before that, and that's kind of how, you know, oh, he started a the connection. He's in Rumblefish as well. Oh, right, 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 right and both right. of those books... Um, were Essie Hinton books that were filmed on location in Tulsa, which is different than today's world. I mean, you know, I live right across from the Fox lot, and you know, and everything is filmed there
0: or in the Warner Brothers lot. Or they would the, just make their own Tulsa. It's too in LA, to go. Yeah. Why
1: would you go to Tulsa and bring all that production
0: out there? And and she wrote those books when she was like 17, so 18 years old. She
1: wrote the she writes The Outsiders first. She was sixteen in eleventh grade. I'm told she failed creative writing. She got a D plus in uh, English. The book has celebrated 50 years of... As of a couple days ago, right? Yesterday. It's never been out of print. When she gets the deal the next year, they said nobody's going to believe this book was written by a woman. Hence, we're calling you S.E. Hinton instead of Susan Eloise because we do not want people to know. Oh, to keep it
0: ambiguous. Really? Really? And kid
1: she followed it up with all the other books that you're talking about but how does how does how does a,
0: a, a was a 16 17 year old kid from Tulsa get a book published Ask her yeah I you know, know what I mean like no, I'm just... I
1: think somebody somebody had read it. Pieces of it, and then knew somebody to send it to,
0: and it just becomes this worldwide phenomenon. Yeah. You know? Because I guess everybody so. can relate to it in a way, maybe.
1: Yeah, because it's, a, it's that coming of age thing. Like I told you, when we had it, so last year we threw an event, and we were we had C. Thomas and Daryl Dalton. And this is
0: an event in Tulsa. Is it a yeah. charity event? Is so it the, a yeah, fundraiser? we were raising money.
1: So when I got the house, I had no business buying the house, even in 2016. Oh, yeah, 2016, the beginning of... Because it's been just about a year for me since I bought that house. And I have no problem telling people, you know, my personal stuff. I had, like, 28 grand to my name at that time. Even the after house, the huge hit... Of, oh, well, listen, let's just... Let's clear something up. When You have to write the huge hit. Everlast wrote Jump Around. Oh, so he got, got you. the publishing. I gotcha. I did all the merch, and it was my <laughs> yeah, brand, got brand and brainchild. Yeah. So the, originally in House of Pain, you know, I made the most money off of merch... Our, our merch deals were like 1.25 and I got 60% and mm-hmm. get front loaded checks for you know yeah. 480,000 a clip you know yeah. and I liked the ferraris and big houses south of the boulevard and and you party know, favors yeah and extracurricular <laughs> stuff um, and so you know you get paid one time for doing my job you get paid forever, forever so with his, yeah. i'm going to tell you what Paul Enka told me keep publishing. i didn't write as much as eric i wrote uh, literally 2% of those records he was the master at doing that i was the master at designing right, right, doing right, right, the aesthetic yeah. the brand the logos the the whole thing that was you know we were mm-hmm. the yin and yang mm-hmm. he he doesn't have to get out of bed. He makes more an accident than I make on purpose <laughs> because of the, because because of the who knew? you know right, what I mean? Yeah. You can't go to a sporting event without hearing Jump Around. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, and, and, and shout-out to Everlast, man. He's a genius, and he's great at what he does, and, you know, uh, there's no animosity in that. It's just, that's, this sure, is how that's this the way goes. it is, absolutely. So we're on tour with another group that I do called the Coca Nostra, and at the time, like I said, I had, like, Oh, that's when I found the house. But when I when I went and re-inquired about that house, I had twenty eight grand in my name and no foreseeable money in the pipeline because mm-hmm. what I do is so. Are we going to do another run a house of pain? Right, are go we going to yeah. yeah, we don't. It's always so like you know what I mean. We don't. We still haven't figured out a system of. A, are we still a band? Are we not yeah. a band? Is Eric solo and doesn't want to rap anymore? Does he down to do a St. Paddy's Day run? It just is. Yeah. It's. It, <laughs> being in a
0: band yeah a, it's we've celebrated 25
1: marriage. years of jump around this year I'm 48 years old in my 20s if you would have asked me if I was interested in a career with stability I would have laughed at you <laughs> now at 48 all I want is some stability man yeah. you know and so or I wish I would have just been a lot smarter with my money right that being said I had no business buying a house in Tulsa Oklahoma when I live in Los Angeles California uh, 15 is what got me in the door another five is what got the people out the door. So now I'm 20 into it. I got eight grand left. I mm. have no way on figuring out even how long eight will last me here. And how am I going to even deal with what I just walked into, which was roaches everywhere, parting gifts. It took three days and three 40-yard uh, dumpsters to clear out the, the stuff that was left behind. <laughs> um, every piece of that house was needed replacing you got there like midway through right mm. after the holidays um you wouldn't even recognize it now i can actually show you when we're done with this on on my phone from the cameras that are set up yeah, and all yeah. that stuff but uh it's been a it, nothing short of miraculous but i had to ask for help And it's hard to ask for help, you know? I had a few people, I don't know, they're just random, you know, whatever's on the internet. Dude, well, how dare you, you're rich, You know, you live in Beverly Hills. I live in a little apartment, I've been there 12 years. I've been sober 12 years, I live in a little apartment 12 years, (laughs) I keep it small, I keep it humble, I try to stay in my lane and just, you know. So I did this for the love of the thing. I rolled the dice just because if I I figured worst comes to worst, I tried, and I'll just have to figure it out from here, you know? And so, I put a GoFundMe, we've raised about 50 total, it shows at like 32, but Essie Hinton originally gave us a $10,000 check, which I count towards the like GoFundMe thing, even though I got it directly yeah, from yeah. her, so I could frame that check. Uh, <laughs> That's um, cool that
0: she contributed though. Yeah, yeah, the
1: first benefit, I think all in, we made about eight grand, which was, we we didn't make as much as we could've, We we pulled in a lot more than that, but there were a lot of expenses that went into it that were unforeseen. So this time we're, we're looking, you know, we, we're looking a lot better. We figured out a better way to to do these events, mm-hmm. and between. What I did uh, not anticipate, which has been a huge help, is people coming out of the woodworks um, with not only, like, supplies, but labor and skill and talent to be like, I'm a roofing guy, I'll do that for you for free. Right. Uh, we own an air conditioning and heating company, we're going to give you an $8,000 system. The is that all because they're the just house. fans of the movie and fans of the, of the movie. book? Yeah, wow. and they mm. love what we're doing, and, and they're they're locals who want to see, you know, this is a feel-good story, and the world needs another feel-good story, man, and more stories like this, mm-hmm. you know? and so again, it's been it's been very um, eye opening for me, you know, in such a turbulent uh, world that we live in now to to see so much love for. This project, right. which is nothing to do with me, it's everything to do with
0: Essie Hinton and and the film and the film. Because I, I mentioned to you, like I watched it with my family a couple months ago. My daughters are ten, right. my son is thirteen, and they're crying when when Johnny dies, or crying when Dally gets shot. But they're making posters and they're writing, you know, the seven names on a piece of paper and sticking it on their wall. Yeah. It, 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 it's a universal movie that that transcends generation. It's like Wizard of Oz or something. Yeah, it just you know, it, it does it, last forever. Listen, I
1: I was telling you earlier, I seen it with with my own two eyes, and I know a lot of people, uh, not uh, a lot of celebrities, whatever, mm-hmm. I have never seen people cry in person. I mean, I've seen it on like old Elvis clips. Yeah, yeah, or, or Beatlemania the Beatles, or something. Yeah, like when the Beatles show up at JFK. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen it in person. When I saw Darren Dalton and C. Thomas Howell, go out to the parking lot because last year's event it was like eighteen and over but we allowed the the kids to come in a parking lot and we had a car show and then they would sign their autographs there. And the girls were crying like the second coming. You know, (sighs) it was like for me it was it was surreal and scary at the same time. I was like, wow, this is like a power Bigger than I've ever seen. And I know, like I said, I know a lot of brand name Sure. Acts Big time that guys. People yeah. walk down the street and people are like, oh, there's, you know, what? I won't even drop. But, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you later, right? I feel like, cool, pass the ketchup. Yeah, right. You know, right, you right, go right. up to the, I'll, I'll give you a tip if you're from out of town, go up to the Beverly Glen Center and just go eat up there and just stay there for an hour. Just go get a coffee up there and you'll run into everybody you've ever wanted to run into <laughs> in your life. Um, and nobody cares. It's like we're immune to that stuff. But, the outsiders
0: in Tulsa, it's like everything. Now, and, when you were putting on a, a benefit and you said C. Thomas Howell comes, who's Pony Boy, and Darren yes. Dalton comes, are you throwing the, the net out to everybody? Is there some guys that are more uh, akin to doing this and other ones that are like, ah, this is a movie I don't even care about anymore? Like,
1: Well, okay, so yeah, that's a great question. So originally,
0: we only had the
1: connect to C. Thomas through, I'm trying to think, I think Darren and C. Thomas have stayed close friends because they also did um, the John millius film, uh, Red Dawn together. Oh yeah, that's right, yeah. And and so I, I know those those two were buddies. So he was like I can get C to come, I think. And then so I didn't feel I felt like let's not push anything, you know, let's have these two come through. And then this year we just want to see if we could get another person to come through that would just add to the excitement. So we got Ralph to come. I had talked to uh Matt Dillon Uh, We talked through Instagram. Oh, wow. And he said, listen, it's been far too long. Right now I'm in Sweden filming a movie. I miss the Canes Ballroom. I miss Tulsa.
0: Let's talk... You know, nice. So hopefully, eventually, you know what I mean? Because then Patrick's gone, so you couldn't yeah. get him. And Tom mm-hmm. Cruise is probably in a different yeah, you know, stratosphere. And, and so but...
1: People, but people ask about that, too. And, and I, I, that's a, I'm glad you brought that up because people are also, you know. So I was saying about the fundraising thing. At first, it was like, you know, I get fans going, like, you're a millionaire. You should be able to pay this for yourself. Shame on you. Why don't you throw a concert? Why don't you throw... If House of Pain was that functional, we work like that, I would have just thrown a concert, but it don't work yeah, like it's that. It's not that it easy. Just, guys. It's like, yeah, I understand. You know, I just can't get everybody just to, you know, to, and, and, and you know what? Cool. It just forces me to, to go another route. And so I ask for help. So you, you know, you have to be open to that criticism on a few, but it's only a few voices. But in my head, it's like the, those are the loud the ones. That I'm not hearing yeah. the 99% that are like, with pleasure, you we'll know, support here. You. Yeah. Right. But, um, what was I gonna say? it about Tom, Tom Cruise? Yeah, with Tom Cruise, it's like uh, people are like, "Well, why doesn't he?" He it's a drop in the bucket. He could just give you a million dollars, and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh God, stop!" Are crazy. Like, I'll, here's the thing. This thing is authentic. I want it to stay authentic. It's going to stay authentic. And that means it's going to seek its own level. Like It's like if they want to involve themselves, they will. I'm sure some people that are involved with this thing are standing back to see what we do mm-hmm. before they just jump in and open their you know, sure. collection and say, here, I wore this in the film. You could just have it because next year I could, you know what I mean? If it, 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 if it, it could...
0: becomes a thing, like we we we, yeah. we had a, a, a show here called the Golden God Awards. It was like a heavy metal award show. Okay. And the first year it was okay. Second year we got Ozzy to come. Third year we get this band. Five years in Metallica shows up and plays exactly. for free because now it's a thing. It's yeah, legit. They I know it's not a fly-by-night I respect that because sure. I want to show improve because I want to show people that no like there's and the no... same thing can happen with you Of course, and
1: so I know Just my faith in that this thing is gonna do what it's gonna do all I gotta do is just keep on doing the work um, you know I'm not saying it will happen. I'm just saying one day I won't be shocked if I get a phone call from someone you know that's Tom Cruise's assistant and says, "Listen, his Learjet's sitting on the tarmac right now. We want to know if we can come in undercover, you know, he see, wants the to house. see the guys and see yeah, the house, shake, yeah, shake hands, kiss babies is not in his you know wheelhouse anymore. Yeah, yeah. But he'd love to see it. You could take photos. Don't publish until we're back in the air right. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Who know? I'm just this is and if
0: not, no, no, but, but no doubt. Is, but those, it's all good. But I'm those... doing it to honor the legacy. Mm. In well, its, sure, of course. Whole, but those you know, guys like, would have to understand how special that movie is, too, because they've made hundreds oh, of, of movies, thousands of but movies. But nothing resonates all like that but one. But that one is something special, right? Yeah, of it's, course. Like, it's like when I talk to Will Wheaton talking about Stand By Me and how Rob Reiner and all those guys met up. Obviously, River Phoenix didn't, but they're all there because they know how special it is to the world. Yeah. And they want to just come and see Shout the boys Jerry again. O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. said Jerry O'Connell. Exactly, he, man. He, Charlie's
1: my boy, his brother. Yeah, so, yeah but, I mean,
0: they would want to be a part of that. And that's written by? Stephen King yeah, yeah right which was like, to start
1: that was for me was like oh wow I didn't know that that's yeah. why it's so yeah, great it of, uh, side of the story, that's one of my yeah. favorites too all those coming of age movies they've got a different impact on us you right. know what I mean and They form your, that's why they're coming of age movies. Mm -hmm. They form your whole like worldview at the time. And so there's this like really great, warm, fuzzy connection. It's like before all that stuff happened to you, before you got hurt, before you got really cut free. Before you got jaded, yeah. Yeah. And it's like you can always go back to those memories and just be like, exactly. And there's none that do it better for me than the outsiders. And now I know because at first, like I said, I was shocked that someone hadn't done this prior to me. Now I know because the people with the least to give have given the most. Mm -hmm. And I've seen. How many people I travel a lot, and everywhere I go, people are like, What's going on, bro? And I'm like, No, just you're working on the outsider's house. I'm like, Well, why are you asking what's going on if you know? And that's all they want to talk about. They don't care about, yeah, it used to be, like, when's the new one coming, or what's going on? This, or like, <laughs> nobody cares about that. Everybody right. wants to talk to the outsider, so it's been special. And, and, and for me, it's something I have to protect and guard in the sense that if I don't look good they don't look good Mm -hmm. they might not feel that way I'm sure you know they do to some extent but I make sure this thing is run right you know that
0: it's like in a way I
1: don't try to take advantage I try to make top you know real quality stuff involved with it that's why I'm a merch and branding guy but I try not I I don't exploit it I just make really you know classy stuff to go along with it we make it in limited runs
0: Mm -hmm. you, you know most people are you know but in a way, you've become kind of the keeper of the keys now because you did take the responsibility of this is something you believe in. And, you know, Essie wasn't going to do it and Tom Cruise wasn't going to do it. But now you're doing it. You're part yeah, of the family, right? And you should see the collection. I mean, I, I
1: I have no doubt to say we have the best collection of outsiders, you know, memorabilia in the in the world. When I was pulling in right now, I got a a, a picture sent to me from our lawyer who just received Dallas Winston's denim jacket, nice. who was donated by an author. That's um, the one he wears
0: when he gets shot, right? Yeah. He's wearing
1: the denim, not the leather. It just came out of... Yeah, we got the leather from Essie Hinton. Wow. So I have that. I have both Mickey shirts, which are on loan for us for two years. Both Mickey's? Both Mickey
0: Mouse shirts. Oh, okay, yeah, from 2-Bit. Yeah. He I've was my favorite. Orange. He was, the, my, okay. he was my favorite. Dally's, obviously, but of 2 course. I love 2-Bit. Nah, hey,
1: listen, that's... I, I it's always, you know what I mean? Everybody's yeah. got their thing. It's like kiss when you're a kid. It's yeah, like, man. Yeah, like, gene like, gee, guy, gee but I was guy. ace, bro. I was, a I was like guy. ace. Okay, <laughs> we'll say, there you go.
0: So I, I, loved, I loved Tuba just a little bit about the movie because in that opening scene in the drive-in, yeah. when the shit goes down with the with the socias, yeah. Tuba's the first guy to whip out his his plate his and yeah, he smashes course. the bottle and, and gives it to, it, to, you know, to Pony. Listen, Jerry, what's going on? What are you doing? Just because we got a little drunk doesn't a mean to have to.
2: You call reeling and passing out in the streets a little. Bob, I've told you before, I'm never going out with you when you're drinking, and I mean it!
0: That's no reason to go walk in the streets with these bums. Who
2: are you calling bums, pal? You. Randy. Listen, we got we got two more of us in the back seat. Pity the back seat. If you're Stop looking it. for a fight. I am looking for a fight! Well, come on, but let's go! Day. Come on! Right now! Come right on! Now. Go right you. now! All right, well, we'll go with you. Just wait a minute. Why? We ain't scared of these bastards. I hate fights. It's all right. I hate them. He's that's what,
1: the man. He's, so for he, me, those are the things. Like I said, you know, it's all you know bravado if you're looking like, you know, nowadays. But as a kid, it's like that's all I longed for was an older guy to say, bro, I got you. Here, yeah. hold that bottle. Yeah. Who you calling bums, pal? Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, let's do this. And prior to that, they were just arguing about, like, shut your mouth, kid. Mm-hmm. You know, it's talking about your family out of, you know, you're out of pocket in front of this girl. Later yeah. for her, keep your mouth shut about the the circle you know what right, I mean right, right. and then when this like who are these Greeks are trying to pick up on our girls you know like he, he set it off on them you know pity the backseat you know boom and, <laughs> pity and, the and got seat, out. Yeah. yeah so for me too that was the connection because I'm a latchkey kid man where you know grew up my father was in prison and met him a few times and my mother like probably didn't want kids and you were one of the you know, outsiders yeah and so for you me know, all yeah, I was looking dude. for was that kind of okay I don't have you know that that family unit but I can make my own
0: yeah you got your boys out here yeah
1: and I wish it worked as good as it does in the movies and it does temporarily you know what I'm saying but like in that movie that was like okay this could work then this can this can substitute for what I'm not what I don't have at home it's interesting too I'm glad you said that because I forget because although Matt Dillon is the coolest thing since sliced bread in that movie Two bits part in that, like I said, you know, it stuck out to me that Matt gave fifty
0: dollars and a gun. And think of it yeah. in '60s terms; that's like yeah. and and a thousand dollars and five hundred. But that's what but, we're talking about. Like each guy in that is, is like it's like watching, like let's say Cheers. Yeah. It's such a great show because it's an ensemble cast. And at some point, oh, I like uh, Sam the best. Oh, I like Woody the no, best. I like course. Coach Post. It's the same in Outsiders because I think of Rob Lowe. You know, uh, you know, when he, when Pony comes in and he grabs, look at your tough hair, or, like of that hits you the heart. Or, or Patrick Swayze. Being the older brother, that's just trying to keep this family together yeah, sure. with these two teenage kids. Or
1: well, this... Johnny's—he kills a man, he kills a guy for his friend. For his, his friend, friend.
0: friend was going to get killed. I thought they were going to kill you when they were drowning. They yeah. Tried yeah, to drown him. and, killed, and him. So killed that killed boy. That boy. <laughs> oh yeah, killed that boy. But then, but then, and, so, and, then I mean, and then he dies by doing what? Saving, saving kids, kids in a burning building. Yeah. It's like these
1: are all. How does a 16-year-old write that? I you know? know that's heavy. When she's asked, and 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 I've heard it out of her mouth, and I'm I'm paraphrasing at this point, but she said it just it, she was like it just came to her she was like the vessel like it, that was did she come from a broken
0: home or anything like that
1: like no but i did or? No, but i think at a, you know and i, and I don't want to you know google sure, sure. thank god for google google you might hear a little bit more about it but i think her father was having uh either brain cancer or something was going on with with her father mm. at that time I and mean, maybe she went and she, she had some stuff, stuff going through right. You know that writing, but she said, "Well, we were at dinner a few, you know, last time I was in Tulsa, something about that thing kind of just came through her, that she wrote Rumble Fish and she Mm -hmm, wrote mm Tex, but that one was different and." I don't bother with that shit. You know what I mean? I don't want to chop up the minutia of, you know, I just like, I love it. As, and I'm not smart enough to like yeah. have that kind of like, you know, whatever. I, thank God. You know what I mean? It's something to be said about just being like, I love it as is. And so I think that's kind of what, our, what we like about, what she likes about me probably is that I'm just like, I love what you're doing. I love what you've done. And I here I am. I want to, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And push it along as much as, as much we can. As you can. And so it's I like, think if the timing is right too, yeah, think about that. Like. Even you know, as I look at my own career, there was times like where after the '90s, anything with the shamrock or green would make me want to throw up. Like I was like, Whoa, if <laughs> I that see was another your logo
0: for House of Pain, yeah,
1: right? if you see another like Irish free green, <laughs> yeah. you know, leprechaun, I'm like, Whoa, because we just did it so much right. in the early '90s, I was like, God, I want to see another one again. And then as time goes by, you're like, you know. I miss that stuff and it's actually who, you know, part of who I am. I'm proud that I'm an Irish American and you know what? And that stuff was cool. And you know what? And you start to embrace it again. I think for years she might've, you know, yeah. was like what needed some break from that or, you know, just, I think a, a lot of people are of like, of course. That. And, but now that is the 50th and it's, it's Plus like she's getting up there, she's yeah, in her seventies. Like, and... Well, Think about what author is alive and kicking and in great health when they have a 50th anniversary and i don't yeah. know if that that might even be a world record i'm going to look that it up so cuz yeah. i can't think i mean I'm, obviously i'm not like you know the knowledge of guy about you know literary, literary yeah, like <laughs> whatever you movies. know that are still a but i'm going to guess to think that she might be one of the only ones mhm to have she, that. Maybe King,
0: Stephen book? King might have that with Carrie. Maybe did he write it at sixteen? Though no, but I he think he's a little bit older. But it's pretty close. I mean, I, she I know, might be the only that's one. That's crazy. You know? when you talk to C. Thomas Howell about this, does he does he realize how cool the whole? Se- I don't. Do you know those what, guys look back fondly, or you'd have to ask him? Because okay.
1: here is the thing: with with all of them, I. Uh, so, I am trying to think the best way to say this, and this is nothing. You know, I am just gathering yeah. my thoughts. For me, like. How I like I have a lot of friends that are like you know super cool guys compared to me, and I like to think I'm a super cool guy. And the way I do that is not bothering them yeah, with yeah, the bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't Oops. fanboy. Of, yeah, I don't yeah. try to like, and I don't be annoying with it. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so with them, I don't. I just consider them. I stay away from them. I leave them alone. I do the same with Essie Hinton. You know, every time she's like, when are you going to, I thought you were supposed to come have a beer with me. And I'm like, you know, I am sober. You know, you do know (laughs) that, right? But I'll have a a drink of ginger ale anytime you want. But when I go to Tulsa, I hope she doesn't think that I'm blowing her off or now that I got the house and everything's going swell, I don't need her. I'm respectful yes and scared to like Mm -hmm. say something because when when you know what i mean like i i just don't want to ever mess anything up and i take everything very seriously with this thing it's not just like a
0: you know something to mess about yeah Yeah, yeah.
1: or just like over wear out my welcome so i don't i'm like hey if you need something let me know looking forward to seeing you may 6th Mm Stay gold. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to be that guy. And and so I'm not... Yeah, that's that's it. You know. I was
0: I was the opposite. I did dance of the stars with Ralph Macchio. He was right. on the cast. And I was bombarding him every day. So tell me more about this. Tell me more about that. Yeah. He was super into it though, man. He was like it's one of the best experiences of my career. Oh, he awesome. said it's such a special moment and that's why I can see him being involved in this because from talking to him you could tell genuinely he, right. it's one of that's the just, highlights of his career oh, no all these years later. So for me w- w- that the fact that
1: people in the world re- re- I think they remember him more for the Karate Kid is upsetting because Oh yeah. I, you know I love them in The Outsiders and then The Crowded Kid comes out and it's a great movie and he you know he killed yeah. it, but I'm like, yo, bro, like now you're some nerdy kid from New Jersey who's living in Reseda. and I'm like, from Reseda area, you know, I'm like, nah, like you're Johnny, bro, yeah, you you're killed dead. the Soch, man, you killed the Soch, bro, yeah. like nah, no more movies for you, stop, yeah. because it was like messing with my whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, he's doing he's Cobra be... Kai's kicking his, you know, and I'm like, nah, like, you gotta be Johnny forever. don't do that. <laughs> Let's talk about
0: some of the fa- what, what are some of your favorite scenes from the movie? Because there's a lot of quotables in the outside. Yeah, there's a lot of quotables. I mean, again,
1: when 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 it first kicks off at that corner.
0: What do
2: you to do? That's illegal, man. Let's get
1: I'm it. most upset that I never got to see the Bowen Lounge, and the Bowen Lounge is that checkerboard uh, saloon or bar that they're standing in front of when Johnny and Pony go to meet Dally, and that's the first time you see Dally in the movie, and he's standing on the corner, lighting a cool, you know, in his leather jacket and a Saint Christopher medallion, and when they say we're early what do you want to do he's like nothing legal man let's get out of here that for me is like you know that's my youth in a nutshell like whatever we do let's keep it illegal and let's get down for us and let's just get into trouble that's what you know and then uh you know obviously when johnny you know sticks up for his boy and kills the sosh uh it's, there's just so many pivotal little spots the um the house always stood out because it was like a, a fort and, and there was no parents there. You know, we know that from, you know, mm-hmm. uh, when he's dreaming in the thing and he sees the the accident. Yeah, um, the train
0: hitting the, the, the train, cars.
1: Which I thought was like some stock footage from the 50s. They actually shot that scene. Oh, did they really? Yeah, huh? and they crushed the cars. And unfortunately, I missed. So in 2009, they re-released The Outsiders as the... <sighs> Classic edition. What are they hated that? They, what do they
0: do with it? They put the cartoon, like comic stuff on it. No, I didn't see that one. I'm oh. talking about when they
1: so Coppola the, re-add scenes they that did, were that's cut right. from the movie. I got movie. confused with the Warriors. The Warriors oh, yeah, had That was horrible. That was terrible. They should have never, never that. done that. But no, would, I'm a fan of that too. don't start too. We can do another That'd podcast be another about all the uh, other movies. That's a Fast Times one oh, as well in there too. But listen, let's the outsiders today. Yeah. So they re-added all the cut scenes because Coppola's grandkids, I think, are asking why is the movie so different from the book, and he wanted to show them. Okay, we shot that, but it was edited different when it got to Warner Brothers. Gotcha. And I guess when it got to Warner Brothers, they're like, "Uh, we don't get it. Let's make this a Matt Dillon because he's the star. That's why I think Matt appears in just every, you know, they was like, this is his movie now. Okay, yeah. Let's turn it into that. So he makes it true to the book, but for me, it's like messing with my memories and my whole, uh, you know my whole vibe is kind of like, okay, it's like nice. It should have been a bonus DVD. So that's 2009. And I think in 2009, that's when a lot of things kind of like come out. Like, um, I forget what, what the original question was, but I know in 2009, like, Things get sold f- from that, uh, the car. I think he sold the car. The You're talking about the, talking about the cars that
0: got smashed by oh, the train.
1: Right. So in 2009, I don't know why that year is special for the outsiders, but when he releases that thing, the guy who owned the junkyard who loaned those cars and they smashed them on the train tracks, they had them on, like, outside oh. the junkyard for all those years. They sold their junkyard in 2009. <laughs> the new owners could care less. They crushed those oh. cars. So there was this weird rollover, this synchronicity of, like, it gets new life in a DVD and, a, and, a, and does have a bonus disc where Essie Hinton's going to locations, but also in a, the parallel universe, all the stuff that was kind of like still hanging around starts to disappear. Yeah. So I do know where the, the original fountain that was built in that park was not true to that park. It was built for that park. Mm-hmm. And the guy who had that centerpiece cast from you know, at a metal foundry, still has that centerpiece, and it's in his backyard. And he apparently his mother adores it and doesn't want to come up <laughs> off of it. Yeah, I think a thousand dollars should <laughs> that get might Granny the to wheels just, Yeah, I mean, yeah. if he built that in '82, how old is dude? Yeah, and then how old is mom? Like, mm. she can't? Can she see? Like, can we make something? Can we cast it in like, you know what I mean? A a, a a grand will let you come up off that, you know. (laughs) Like, so I I think eventually that will we will rebuild that fountain. But I'm just saying at at, at 2009, and that's the year I get to Tulsa and discover that the movie is filmed there. So there's this weird thing that's going on with that. Um, Again, completely spaced out on what we. That were just some of my
0: favorite scenes. I like, I like, I like scene when they're in Windricksville at the uh, at the burger place, and the little girl is like Mister. You yeah. got yeah. a quarter? Beat it, kid. You got a dime? Beat it. Like, she walks we're busy away, like, here and he's putting <laughs> the, the gun. He's <laughs> that his. was a close one, he says. Yeah. And then he Who's goes, the little girl? I don't know. Oh, it's Sophia yeah, coppola one is. That's Sophia. right. Sophia of, of, of the One wor- of the quotes I use to this day is, man, this place is out of it, man. Let's get out of here. So, yo, yo he said, it.
1: what are they doing for kicks around here? Play checkers? Yeah. And that thing was what kind of kicked the epiphany off that realized that I was like, what what this do way. they do in Tulsa here? <laughs> oh my God! Is the Outsiders? That was the line oh, that sparked me to remember. This place is out of it. Yeah, just because. No, we. You know, we were downtown at the Hyatt. We had three days off. Um. Again, I'm the only one that's not you know getting zooted. You're smoking, you know, Bob Marley cigarettes. and <laughs> yeah. They can pacify themselves. You know what I mean mm-hmm. and chill out. Sure. I'm like the opposite side of the spectrum. You know, I'm, you got
0: to get out of the room or I'm else you will start. Yeah. yeah. And
1: I'm like overthinking everything, and so we ended up renting a. A van it was we just called the company. I think there was like one company downtown was dead as a doorknob um, We've got a van to pick us up take us to the Woodland Hills mall, which is in Tulsa And I think we bought like a, a bunch of you know DVD box sets of every TV show that was out that time some new sneakers that we didn't need that we already had Ten of you know, what I mean, it was yeah. just boredom yeah, yeah. and on the way back is when I started thinking what do people do for kicks around here Oh my god with the outsiders film? That's the driver who knew, and he goes, yes. I said, dude, I need you to take me to these things. Let me go up to the hotel room and let me look this up, see what I can glean from that, which again, there was nothing online really about... Where, if you were local, I guess you knew, but right, I didn't right. know, you know. And this guy gave me the the, the hundred dollar tour, as it was, yeah. and uh, again, I fell in love with the whole thing. And uh, it's so nice. I, I can't tell you how much growth has happened in that city, and it's it's finding it's like third wind. Mm, sure, you know, sure. I know it was like Indian territory. Then it's the oil capital of the world, and then it was like telecommunications. And Williams they used those pipes that pumped out oil to do fiber optics, and then it goes bust and now like Nashville and like Austin even though I know that people don't like that comparison it's true they've found their identity in the arts via Leon Russell and JJ Cale and somebody put a 2 million dollar Bob Dylan collection that they put down there and they got the Guthrie Green it's an outdoor thing and every Sunday i think in the summers they give free concerts. Mm. Kane's Ballroom has always been the staple and the anchor downtown, which is anybody any of your favorite bl- bands have They've come played, through, there, played yeah. that and even when they get more famous than god they come back and play it again mm-hmm. just for mm-hmm. bragging rights. Right. Across the street the lamb was just donated to the OK Pop Museum, which had just been funded a couple of years ago. They've been took them a decade to get the state to pay for this so they're mm-hmm. making an Oklahoma Pop Museum in Tulsa has it.
0: The arena's great down there. The
1: arena the BOK yeah, Center. Yeah. They've redone all these hotels. I'm mean, I'm looking to live in the Mayo myself. You know, originally I was like, "Oh, let me rent a little house," but I was like it would probably be better just to get, you know, stay in a hotel, yeah. Well, yeah, and then they have apartments in there that they've made the, okay. you know, it's hotel and apartments and it's the oldest one. It's the one you see in Rumblefish when they're going through the city and the clouds are going it says Mayo on the top. Oh, okay, right, it's right. a beautiful building. And I mean, there's just with, let's just say the Outsiders and Rumblefish never happens, it's still something down there. There's mm-hmm. something magical mm-hmm. about Tulsa. Sure. And I needed that to happen for me because if this thing was in Poughkeepsie, you know, or whatever, I would have been like, oh, it's fantastic. I got a grand I can throw into the GoFundMe <laughs> yeah. and I'll help. Y'all yeah, do logos, right. whatever you need. Right. But I ain't moving in Poughkeepsie. I'm not hanging out in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> and nothing against Poughkeepsie. I'm just throwing another bus. If As it was example, Schenectady yeah. or whatever. Yeah, whatever. I'm right. just not PR, trying yeah. to be there. You know, Tulsa, there was just something there, man. And, you know... The, so, the vibe of the small yeah, town yeah you know? and then i took my wife and she was like i don't know what it is but i understand what mm-hmm. you're talking about you know
0: so, let's uh as we, as we wind down here let's sure. just go through the characters i just want to see like what was your favorite memory of them in the movie if we start with uh we start with with dally
1: dally like i said you know the opening what do want scene to do nothing legal man <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it just you know
0: keeps going from there well, the do it for johnny scene is iconic that's in cinematic oh, of history of course you know, if you're smart, smart. Of Nothing course. could touch you, man. Nothing. Yeah, could touch I
1: mean, he you. has. I mean, he stole the movie, as far as I'm concerned. He did. You know,
0: um, that that character was written for that, though, for to seal the movie.
1: Yeah, and I know a lot of people had, had, had auditioned for that character too. I think uh, Darren Dalton told me he had auditioned really? originally for that character. Who also
0: auditioned for that that
1: you know? I don't mind. want to mess it up because I'm not good at doing okay. all those gotcha. things. But there's a lot of people who tried to it was get probably that. a I hot ticket Rourke, in town. R- Mickey R- Yeah, a lot of people who ended up ended up in Rumblefish after you know b- were also auditioned yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There's actually that's I think part of the B. Uh, the bonus disc that comes with the 2009, uh, you know, complete novels—what they are calling that the one where he added the scenes—they mm-hmm. show the auditions. So oh, they show wow. so the Kate there. Capshaw audition for you know Sherry Sherry's and, part. Yeah. yeah, and there's there's people who you know we didn't know until you see these things that that were up for that thing. But when when Darren said he originally read for that, it was it was crazy. I think everybody was trying to get that thing. You was know, like probably a hot
0: ticket in town. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and you know there's there's a there's kind of this weird route that uh, that that uh, Matt goes, because he does Over the Edge, which is his first movie, which is one of my favorites, and one of the guys on Over the Edge gets brought in to do Tex, which was the first movie that they adapted from an S.C. Hinton right. book before The Outsiders mm-hmm. happens. And I think Essie Hinton was friends with, I forget the guy's name on Over the Edge, that said, hey, we got this new guy called Matt Dillon, you should take a look at him for Tex, and then they hit it off, so then she, because if, if you read you the book... Which I didn't read for years later, so I didn't read the book probably till 2010. Outsiders attacks. Outsiders. You never wrote the
0: book till 2010. No, no kidding, I'm, bro. I'm not built like that. Wow. Okay. I'm built,
1: you know, mm-hmm. I'm nice with my hands, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, no, I'm not like that. It's, I'm just never interested. So, what
0: did you think when you read the book? Finally,
1: it was a trip because now I understand when people are like, "Wow, it's so different mm. than the film." And if you know the book, then you know that Dallas Winston is a tall, blonde-haired guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How does that work? Yeah. You know, and but it doesn't matter when I see the movie. I mean, there's no other person on the planet that, could that I could think that, that could have right? pulled it off. Absolutely. And the greatest part about that is that when you talk to Essie Hinton, she. When they people ask, "Will there ever be an Outsiders too? and she's like, "Never, thank God," because mm. so many people are so quick to go back to the well. How could and There's only we, five
0: of them left. No, but you never listen. Tony right. boys yeah. cousin comes in from. Oh, uh, listen, and they did a TV Wichita. show. You know,
1: there there was a TV show in the '90s, and mm. half my friends, you know. Uh, David Arquette, Robert Russler, oh yeah, uh, trying to think who else, Pruitt, all these dudes that were in that. You know, we were all running around in the in Hollywood mm-hmm. in the '90s. We were all at the Roxbury. Everybody was auditioning <laughs> and por- were part of bands. We were all like a, a clique of. So they did a 1990s version of The Outsiders, and it takes place the day after Dally dies. Oh wow! And it was on Fox, and Essie Hinton wrote it, and and Coppola produces it, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't. It doesn't translate. No, it just yeah. yeah, you can't. Out. You can't go. No, but no, thank yeah. God they never tried to like yeah. redo because then it becomes you know. Fast I'm surprised and they haven't
0: and, tried to redo it.
1: Oh, they've tried, but I'm glad that she stood I'm, firm on yeah, like oh, now. Nah. she won't
0: allow them. No. Okay, so be so, no remake I don't, with, with yeah. So not, with Nick not, Jonas and you know exactly, Zach uh, whatever exactly. his name is Zach Efron. Okay, what about uh, what about uh, Derry?
1: I didn't like him in the movie because he was authoritarian. Yeah, father figure. Yeah, I'm trying to I thought yeah, exactly. He was he was cool the only time he, he becomes really cool to me is when they go how do they know each other they used to pal around play football together and even though they were buddies he's like I don't care I'm still with these dudes yeah. and I am I got you when he said the only thing that makes
0: Derry a greaser is us
1: yeah of course That I, that's when you get that empathy. Yeah. that's when I get empathy for him not when they say that on the bus but when the fight's about to jump off he's up against his boy and instead of boy. trying to be like hey man yeah. chill out yeah. we don't have to he's like I got you he's I'll like good you. let's yeah. do it let's yeah. roll Like yeah, yeah. he's still like he, he makes his clear choice mm-hmm. and a lot of people in Life, they ride the fence. Yeah. You know, you stand up for his You're brothers. You're my boy, but yeah. I know uh, he's my boy too, and I'm just gonna be, you know, go along to get along. Yeah. And when push comes to shove, eventually, man, like that's what kind of defines us as people and our character. Like you gotta make a choice, bro. Mm-hmm. You don't always, but that's also a choice. Mm-hmm. And so I don't like dudes that are like, you know, I get it, like you know, you fall out with the X and you want me now to delete her and, you know, and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. a little like, all right, bro, you sure you're, you guys are done? You know what I mean? I mean it's not petty stuff, but when, when the rubber hits the road is where it's on and he makes that clear choice. Yeah. So Derry, as a character, I don't like him almost until the end of the movie. And he redeems yeah Right. Johnny is great because he's that, he's the pet. You know, that's what they say. Like, he's, he's the one you want to, you, you- He's you, the mascot. Yeah, you yeah. feel like, yo, let's look out for him. And I love that 2-Bit does look out for him and give him a little, uh, you know, change at the movie, whatever Whatever, get get one for John. Get right, one for get Johnny a popcorn too. for Johnny. Yeah, this, I mean yeah. it's like those are the little things that even at thirteen that resonated with me. Like usually it's the opposite. Like later for you, Johnny, poor <laughs> yeah.
0: you, know, you front them off. Yeah, yeah. You
1: bag on them, you snap and tell them you know right. Pff, you can't afford popcorn, and you and your boy go get some because that's how I grew up. And <laughs> people were sure. not looking out for each other. Okay, <laughs> so I like that was that. That's the kind of thing that I
0: like. Um, what about Steve? It's funny that the biggest star out of all of them has it's the smallest, the smallest part. part.
1: Steve was just, I didn't even think of Steve because it just, it's just so inconsequential to the movie. He's just there. He's just
0: another guy. Yeah, the only thing I remember of him is he does the backflip off the car. No, of course. Which his is his tooth
1: t- that he took out. That's the story. I just got contacted from the dentist that pulled his... So what happened to his tooth? It, it, there's a whole thing about his... He's got a weird dental structure that mm-hmm. his main tooth is in the middle, not two oh, okay. front teeth. Google that one. <laughs> but yeah, I guess he had bad teeth... Back then, so a dentist pulled out his cap so he could look all oh, tougher, rugged. Right, and I just got hit up from the wife of the dentist who says, "Give me your email. I want to send you stuff." <laughs> and he wants to talk to the dentist. Wants to talk to you, so he's probably got. <laughs> Maybe he's got one. That's why I asked. He said, "Well, give me your email." She you wouldn't commit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to anything. So, so, but he's again, like you know, and I, like I said, you ain't gonna call nobody's gonna call the fuzz in this neighborhood. They know better. Yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. you're like, all right.
0: We, we need him he too. Just, he's just one of the tough Yeah, but we yeah, need him too, you know, yeah, put yeah. him in there. He's a good did, to did have. Did you around. ever notice that that uh Pony Boy has like a, a Yeah, looks like like a, a mole or something. Yeah, so
1: in the 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 original cut of the movie, I'm like, "Did it reminds me of stand by me when they're in the water and they come out with leeches the leech on everywhere." There. Yeah. I'm like, "Why has he got a leech on his neck and it never <laughs> yeah. explains that." That's mm-hmm. why the book does the the storytelling and the movie was cut so weird. The the, the restored version is They've got him down. The socias got him after he comes out of the movie behind oh. the Outsider's house, oh. and they give him a cut on his neck to let him know they ain't playing. And then everybody realizes that they've got him, and everybody comes out from the Outsider's house, the Curtis house, and they jump in their Corvair and split,
0: and they get stuff thrown and jumped on the car. That's right, because that's how it starts. When he walks out of the the bright into the bright the, sunlight, the Corvair sees him coming out, and then he gets and they jumped. Start,
1: they start talking to him, you know, like "Go, greaser, get a job, get a haircut." Yeah. And they start following. Him. They finally get to the Outsider's house. Them back, and that's when they jump out and they cut them just to let them know. I forgot where... about that, and that's... so that's how he gets that. But if you didn't see the redo, you didn't see the two thousand nine. You're like, what That's yeah. what is that? Because I look weird. Like a leech, yeah, mole yeah, leechy I thing. don't know what that was. So again, at thirteen, I, I didn't, I didn't stay up wondering at night. I, I remember mental noting it, but then who cares? Like, you don't let's care. move on.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then one of the greatest movie names of all time: Soda Pop Curtis. Yeah, no, I mean, and well, I. His role is pretty trimmed down in the movie too. From, from yeah, and I, I again as I as
1: I go on about not being well read, if it's a subject of interest, I have read everything about it, and so reading his uh, stories, I only tell my friends. He goes that's into his autobiography. Yeah, he goes into uh, the Outsiders bit, which is a good little read. It's a quick read too, and oh, that's check coming it out, yeah. from me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, what does he say?
1: He says, yeah, it was heartbroken that he didn't get invited up to the premiere that they had at the Lone Star Elementary, which was no kidding. The, the librarian who asked her students, a hundred of them or more, to write letters to Coppola to in-
0: oh. encourage him to
1: check out this book that is resonating so well with her students and if they could possibly find a way to turn it into a movie, which he does. So when they premiere it, they go up there and if for whatever reason, his invite doesn't come. You're kidding me. And when they all... I think they all kind of got together. They were all friends from Malibu area or whatever. And I think Emilio Cruz and him, I could be wrong, but they all go to Westwood on the low and they see the movie on their own and where they see the trailer. But then when they go to see the movie at the premiere, he's gutted because he's like, where's my scenes? Mm -hmm. What happened? Nobody told him Mm -hmm. that they edited it that way and i've been told again I, all of this is hearsay so sure. i don't ever want to be like this is the no, guy we're, who, you we're know. fans or right. have heard yeah. i've heard that you know towards the end of the movie Coppola's mind was already on doing his rumble fish thing and that was going to be his like artsy fartsy like yeah, film piece. Noir, yeah and that he he let his brother or the other editors kind of like here take and finish that for me wow and then when they get it to warner brothers are like uh, this thing needs to roll a lot quicker it needs to be it, it needs to just and matt dylan's the key guy here right. so let's cut all these
0: trim all this stuff away from it um, it's based around Matt Dillon and then the relationship between Johnny and Pony there's yeah, your movie right? right but the book doesn't read like yeah, that no, it and there's other characters that you know like just, just Steve Steve and Soda are dating sisters or they both have girlfriends or and something. she's
1: still in Tulsa uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, forgive me because again I've got the clock in my head that's looking for the file but the file is <laughs> currently unavailable um, what's her name gosh she's great and I've met her online she's coming to the event so there's a girl in photos if you Google up uh, soda pop, and it's him and Sandy. Sandy that's her yeah. name in the movie, and she still lives in Tulsa, happily married, and still looks great like she does at 16 when she were mm-hmm. however old she was. But there's scenes where her they're cut out of, but he has a girlfriend. and, yeah. you know, yeah. there's other stuff. So
0: yeah, that's like the deeper cuts. But um, I like that one scene when it's like, how old have you started shaving? Yeah, 13. I was there, 14. And that's
1: what I'm saying. It's kind of when you're <laughs> yeah. at that age, man, it's like the yeah. embarrassing stuff you don't ask your boys, but you can hear it third party and go, I already knew that. Dude, I'm already doing that. But you got, <laughs> yeah. the, you glean that insight, you know? Yeah. So my only disappointment with this whole thing is in 2009 when he does do the complete novel, that for whatever reason, Coppola decides to take off his father's score from the movie, because Carmine is the one who did the score. That's why it sounds like a, a mm. classic from, you know, a, a bygone yeah, yeah, era. sure. And he puts in, like, surf rock, Dick Dale type. That's, <laughs> I
0: knew there was <laughs> something in it that pissed like, me off, and that Dude, was it. so
1: every time you see a clear, like, high-def scene on YouTube, it's been taken from the—and it's got, like, Elvis and— God I don't think they all even use those. Gloria, Danny. I can't remember. Something really they, bothered no, me about that. No, I think they, used Did Gloria, they use Gloria? Okay. Just for you to know, that's the only song that appears in the original movie, and that's only because SC Hinton demanded it. Hmm. And she said that was her favorite, and that needs to go in there. And they listened everything to everything else changed, but everything that. else was her. Well, that no, that's the reason it ends up in there in the first place. Okay, and then everything else was the score from Francis's dad, and he was a big conductor, music mm-hmm. guy in Detroit. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah, and he was um, Mr. Ford. What's his name? Um, Carmine? No, the Ford the Francis Car. Oh Henry Ford. Henry Ford's favorite guy and conductor. That's why Francis is named Francis Ford. Coppola. (laughs) (laughs) So they're they're already his dad is already a star on the radio and a big band leader, conductor, you know, composer in Detroit mm-hmm. so that's where his like bona fides comes in for the film Carmine's doing the score for the right, outside that's why it right, sounds right. so real and authentic that it wasn't just you know and the added thing is yes the, the opening has Stevie Wonder which I don't know how that ends up and it's f- fantastic Classic tune. it's the opening it doesn't really appear in the film it's like the, like the saddest so song of all time yeah of course it's just
0: like it sets the tone and it somebody that tone. was like
1: 14 sent me a video of her singing it and I was like oh my almost I almost cried because <laughs> yeah, she stable. was like she nailed it and I was <laughs> like this little girl like I'm like uh, I'm like oh my god like it's still it's crazy that a film from 83 well, sure. comes out and girls that are 14 are tagging me on Twitter in videos that they're seeing a snippet it's the
0: song, you know. uh well, yeah. Of it's crazy. No, so. I mean, dude, dude, you said that when you see, like, when I did the Tonight Show. Uh, I was the second guest. The first guest was Diane Lane. Oh wow! And to meet her, I mean, yeah, dude, I mean, everything. like, we've we've met so no, many people, like you see, said, we over boys with, all kinds with of like of people whoever. whoever don't want to drop but any names. This is a names, different cut. because it's like and yeah. to me, she looked like she did when she was probably sixteen in that I movie. Know. It's crazy. I was just like, oh, like, oh, it's crazy. I love you. No, I know. So for me, that's the same
1: way, and that's why, you know. I feel like even when and there's been a ton of ups and downs in, in let's say my career with, you know, I'm doing uh, air quotes mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and I still know a lot of like really cool people because I've always been respectful of their thing and I don't step on toes. Like I try not to, you know what I mean? Over where am I welcome? And for now for 25 years, I've had the best friends that one could have in this town, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Because I keep it 100. Mm-hmm. And when I, Look back to movies. There's only a certain amount of movies that I'm like. Even with Fast Times, like just that I'm, that's you know, too. me and yeah. Robert Romanus are friends, and he's coming oh, dude. to Tulsa because when I told him what I was doing, he was like, "That's fantastic, Danny." He still talks like he does because that's the way he talks in the movie. He goes, "Danny, I'm not only a fan. That book changed my life when I read that. It was the whole." He's like, "I think I auditioned or I wanted to audition for that." <laughs> I, I said, "Well, said Will you come to our event, I would be happy." So he's coming. Dude, and,
0: I just did a book where I based like it's like a like. Uh, it's called "No" is a four-letter word, and it's how to live your dreams and don't take no for an answer type right. thing. And each one's based on a principle, like you know, like the Vince McMahon principle or the Gene Simmons sure. principle. I have the Mike D'Amone principle, oh, get out. which is anywhere you are, that's, that's the, place the place to be. To be. That's the
1: attitude. When yeah. you got that. If you you have got that the attitude. Right? See what I mean? When when you're bored, we're gonna I'm gonna bring him in. Oh, I'd love it. Not because you, you know, dude. You're, we not do, do when you're bored. I didn't mean then. to say like that. It, it's easy. Let's but when you see my Fast Times collection is only second to my Outsiders <laughs> oh, collection, you have no a idea. Next, a sequel to no, the you podcast. have no idea how how <laughs> thorough I am with it. He's the greatest guy on the planet. He is also coming to Tulsa as a yeah. fan of the movie and book but also as my friends, and it warms my yeah. heart Slim Jim Phantom from the Stray Cats oh great one and, of my... and with Lemmy's band and and head cat. of course Headcat. And yeah. but every time it comes on TV late night I get Slim Jim hey yeah. pal you know it's on again for the hundredth time I'm enjoying it just as I did
0: for outsiders or fast times no the outsiders, outsiders yeah.
1: he's, he loves fast times too yeah, who doesn't yeah, love that yeah. you know this thing has such a broad range of people and there's a ton of other people you included who were busy and couldn't I mean, come back in Atlanta that nah, night no I have been there but yeah. it's cool because I don't so growing up I watched like Jimmy Superfly snooker and I watched like the 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 T-Birds do the you know uh the roller derby that would come on on the Sundays it would be like WWF uh <laughs> roller derby and kung fu flicks you know what i mean and so when i look on your accomplishments as well i'm like oh my god like if you never read the wikipedia i mean all your fans (laughs) listening they know but for me it wasn't in my wheelhouse and 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 it's crazy because that's what like i want your fans to know too like i get a call from a guy i don't know who says i know your friend from brooklyn and i'm in town with wwe and we want to stop by the house uh me, Chris Jericho, and possibly Chad from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, Chad was going to go too. Yeah. I didn't know and that. so I was like, yeah, okay, when do you want to go? Because, you know, we're we're running and gunning over here. So he said, like, 2 o'clock, and then 2 o'clock came, and then he was like, oh, I won't be there till 3. And I'm like, all right, now you these it. things, yeah. You know, like, listen here, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, 3 o'clock comes, and I'm like, I'm salty. You know, I go from like, You've been around I yeah. go from chilling to killing and like, you know, <laughs> zero to 60. So I, I was like, all right. And then me and dude, we start talking and then we break bread and he seems like a great guy. And I'm kind of like, I ain't seeing no Chris Jericho and, and no Chad, you know, so you really opened the door when with, with, you dropped a few names and you got me, <laughs> That you, old the trick. hook was in my mouth, you know, at that point. And he's like, yeah, they got caught up, blah, blah, blah. I was like... You know what? I liked him on his... Usually I can't say that about everybody that comes through his house. A lot of people come through. But we just built off the Brooklyn thing, whatever, whatever. And so I show him the house. We exchange numbers. All good. It's raining. I get in my car. I'm heading back to where I'm headed. It's a long day, but I get up at like 4 in the morning, and I'm an early rise guy. And... I get the text. Hey, Chris Jericho's on his way over there now. I'm like, Oh man, I'm already like and yeah. I am like, All right, I'm coming back. But what impressed me about you is that you just came by yourself, you didn't know who I was from you know, a hole in the wall, you were a fan and that it was enough to you know, for some people, like even myself, like I I grabbed my road manager the first time by the neck and said, Do you you're coming with me? He said, like, Dude, <laughs> I got I things to do. I'm like, No you don't, you work for me, you know and I was, <laughs> yeah. I'm giving a noogie like you're coming with me. And I let a lot of things stop me because I just, I don't have people to go with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. the Johnny Cade thing. Like, I need my boys to roll with me because mm-hmm. I don't know this dude from this band that's got this house that's, I'm a fan, but I don't want to express, the, you know, so I, it was, it you was made a go- really yeah. good impression on me oh, in the sense that, like, you just showed up well, with your thing, you had your coffee in hand, and just and so you just know, had a nice little, you I, know. I didn't,
0: I didn't know that you guys were going to be there. I was just going to drive by the house and just, just look at it and up. take yeah. a picture, no. and that's what I was doing, and then you guys were in there, I'm like, oh my gosh, the guys are and, there. And there was another guy from the newspaper who was already there trying to get some photos,
1: and you're like, who's this guy? It was awkward and weird, but it
0: was great that you showed up. But that's why that's why I kept you waiting, because I didn't know you were there. I yeah. just, I'll just drive by there later on in the day. I, I wasn't aware that you guys were actually in there doing stuff. Right. No. Yeah. Tanner had just said, well, the Outsiders house is over there. Oh, My friend cool. has yeah, it. Yeah, see? So that was like, and then well, here's the best part. Once we finally meet, right. you have this connection of loving the Outsiders. Sure. It's just like if you love Kiss or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to be friends or know each other. That's your middle No, of point. course. That's the thread and that ties us all that, together. Which no, makes course. you friends. So.
1: That's what was great, and, and, yeah. and you came through, and and. When I when when people when I posted the photos, everybody was hitting me out of left field. You know, it's just I never. You know, you think you know everybody, and yeah, then I was yeah. like, dude, what the what it did is you tell me? World, I'm like, I yeah. didn't even know. Like it was this whole other. You know what I mean? And then I start turning on the television, going through the channels, and I'm like, I see you on every. Like do you guys work every week, and you guys <laughs> every, doing, Monday
0: like, oh, raw, yeah. every Monday night is raw, Yeah, every Monday
1: night is raw, Yeah, so it's and those crowds, man. What a, it's full arenas. Yeah, man. You know, not Shame all the time, me, but, yeah. But, I mean, but I mean, I know about you know the stuff, but. During, and I, you've been doing it as long as I've been doing hip hop. Yeah, I mean, hip hop. I'm 25 years professionally. Yeah, and I look back and I'm like, I, I see your career and impress. I mean, like the most impressive, you know. But that's the as... thing.
0: But even for me, like, okay, House of Pain. I jump around. Now I'm now I'm doing my research no, and course. getting into it. Now every time I hear that song, no, I'm like, yeah. that's my boy's song. <laughs> exactly. No, you know, and that's that's one thing I love about about s- situations like this, where not to get too metaphysical, but you're talking about how things 2009 was a real happenstance Oh yeah,
1: ties into oh. No, no, listen. I'm big on all that stuff. Listen, you know,
0: I don't believe in coincidences whatsoever. And there's a
1: lady who came to the house and offered her services to do. the exterior, you know, the the what do you call that? Not the gardening, but the when they do fancy landscaping.
0: Stuff. or And whatever, she yeah. said,
1: "I tried to buy this house last year, and the lady wouldn't come off the sixty thousand dollar number. Wow. We didn't have the sixty thousand at the time, so good for you." <laughs> but I was like, "Wow, a year sooner, and she wasn't coming lower yeah, than sixty yeah, yeah. grand." I got it for fifteen. Why does those things happen? Sure. Why do you meet the people in life you meet? You know. So I don't look at any um, meeting good or bad with that it wasn't meant to be. It was meant mm-hmm, to be. And mm-hmm. what's the takeaway? Either it's good or right. a lesson for me to right, learn right, right, you right, know right. so I'm you know it doesn't sound like hokey to me that's yeah. actually really Makes sense and that's I think why we bonded mm-hmm. even though like I said you know like obviously I'm aware you're a famous wrestler and the WWE is probably the biggest in, in sliced bread I actually painted with a few of my friends that actually here's another tie so here's a weird one the guy from Brooklyn that your guy knew mm-hmm. I flew him out here with me to paint the WWE canvas they had a show on MTV and then they, you guys had just lost the name WWE F oh, because yeah, of the yeah, Wildlife yeah. Federation yeah. to WWE and it was called Knocked or raw or knocked up
0: or raw. Raw is the show.
1: Was, there was something on MTV that they were doing. Was it a, tough enough. Tough enough. Yeah. We painted oh, the I canvases. Know. Really, but that canvas is treated <laughs> with some non-stick, so the graffiti we were doing wouldn't stick. <laughs> and it was like this hot day out in like you know the valley and like you know yeah, Canoga yeah. Park somewhere in a back thing. And we painted the WWE, and it was exploding out of the rocks. <laughs> and so it's just this weird little yeah, intersection. Looked, yeah, for sure. And that's the same guy that your man knew from Brooklyn that oh, okay. dropped the thing that. That's how he knew me. So how the connection was there, right? Right, right, I'm just thinking this out loud right now and to (laughs) everybody else. They're like, Yeah, these two are really corny with the meta you know with that stuff. But it to me those are the good things in life. Those are the weird Mm -hmm. little like things that are, we, we really are all connected. It just, we, what's the connection? Yeah. Yeah, So
0: last question for you is your overall goal for the outsiders museum is to have like a a front desk where people buy a ticket to go inside. Yes. So great question. So, um,
1: it is a nonprofit. We just got in, in record time, uh, Uh, It's hard to get that, you know, Mm -hmm. and we got it like in the the accountant said we have never seen anything like it and how again I attribute it to the power of the outsiders Uh, That being said there are a lot of things that need even though we've pretty much with this event that's coming up We'll have the money to totally restore it and you know turn it into the museum. It has a lot of bills and we're, and it's going to need a lot of, you know, maintenance of, of, and care yeah. and employees. And so we are a nonprofit, but we are there will be a charge to come in. And kind of like I, you know, I just was lucky enough to be in Cleveland, and go see the Christmas Story Museum. Mm-hmm. And there's a million parallels to what we're doing to that museum the guy said he cried twice that day when he bought it he said the day he got outside and realized he owned the Christmas story house and the second later when he walked inside and realized how terrible it was <laughs> inside and what You're a right. mess it was but you know I, I'm kind of basing a lot of things on what they've done so the house itself I want to open it for like school children and all that stuff that's on the arm there's no charge for that if they have come in groups and we figure out a, a system that mm. you know
0: on the reading the book or something right yeah.
1: and you, I'm already getting tons of requests for that but we got to just figure that out but then we'll keep it open to the general public. And, yeah, it'll be, you know, X amount, you know, $10, uh, half off for military, law enforcement and, and seniors and children and mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. I'm trying to do a gift shop at the back because there was a property that you see in the 2009 when they restored the the, the scenes that there was a whole other thing back there. I want to get a a uh, uh, store downtown that has all the outsiders and Essie and Hinton-related stuff because I want to preserve sure. the Essie Hinton's legacy as much as she doesn't need my help doing that. There's nowhere to really get any of that stuff right now. Maybe something at the airport. So we're trying to do other things as well outside that... It's it's like a invite into Tulsa as well, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of people don't know. When I tell them that it's from it's in Tulsa, they're like,
0: "Tulsa, really? Just, that's sick. I'm like that's dude. something like the city, like for tourism purposes, might get behind." No, they the have state of Oklahoma. Listen,
1: the the mayors, you come out, the city council is all down with us. Anytime we need to do anything, they're like, "Done. What hmm. else can we help you with?" Yeah. You know. It's, so it's like that's the good part of it. Unlike L.A., New York, or any big metropolitan city where they're like. You're who and you're what? Like, get in line, pal. They're doing everything they can to make this thing, you know, successful. Mm -hmm. So, again, we want to. My my strength really, when I told you I'm not good at like, you know, restoring homes, but I am really good at doing branding, merchandising, marketing, marketing, social media. And so I want to be an ambassador of the new Tulsans that are like, you know, moving to town and trying to, you know, show the rest of the world the wonders of the Magic City, which is Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And so my way of doing that is to try to get a little kiosk at the airport. So when you go through and you go to the outside, is why is it, you didn't know there was filmed here? Yeah, there's a museum and they turn in the house a museum and in downtown we have a flagship store and hmm. blah, 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 so we're trying to do it like that. But it is a non-profit for the house in the sense that we're, it's, you know what I mean? It's it's for the community and, right. you know. to build yeah. yeah. And I want it to, this thing's gonna last longer than me. You know what I mean? We're not selling it, we're not, building it to flip it or you know Mm -hmm. so I want this thing you know I hope to be here a long time but
0: I want it to be here a lot longer the Outsiders Museum, man. That's yeah. a great thing, and it's been great talking to you. And now this opens and, the door for future uh, shows. Oh,
1: and, uh, and speaking of future shows, next year, man, uh, you're going to be on my list if you don't make it down. I'll be there. For, uh, I'll you be there. I want to go. <laughs> this is the 50th of the book, and there's a lot of sometimes of confusion online. I'm, How come the movie came out in 83 and it's 50 years old? you got to get a calculator, <laughs> guy. And I'm like, actually, the book is 50. you got to read, you know, Google, guy. <laughs> Stay gold, um, Danny. You too, man. <laughs> Cheers.
2: Pony Boy. I asked the nurse to give you this book so you could finish it. It's worth saving those little kids. Their lives are worth more than mine. They have more to live for. Tell Dally I think it's worth it. I'm going to miss you guys. I've been thinking about it in that poem, that guy that wrote it. He meant your gold when you're a kid, like green. When you're a kid, everything's new. Dawn. Like the way you dig sunsets, Pony, that's gold. Keep it that way, it's a good way to be. I want you to ask Dally to look at one. I don't think he's ever seen a sunset. There's still lots of good in the world. Tell Dally, I don't think he knows. Your buddy, Johnny.
0: All right, Danny Boy O'Connor has turned the Outsider's house into a museum in Tulsa, Oklahoma. All the info on Facebook. Just search The Outsider's House. It's really cool. And like you heard us talking about I've been there and seen it. That was about a year ago. Danny's done so much work since then, so check it out. You won't be disappointed if you're an Outsider's fan like I do. Let me know who your favorite outsider is at Talk Is Jericho, and next week we will uh, give some of the uh, the names of who you chose. Is it Derry? Is it Dally? Is it Johnny? Is it uh, is it Steve? Tom Cruise with one or two lines. Is it Soda Pop Curtis? Oh, so many great, great, uh, great uh, guys in that movie. Uh, is it Leif Garrett? Is Bob? Do you like Bob? Listen, great movie. If you haven't seen it, go check it out now. The Outsiders. Francis Ford Coppola's masterpiece, one of my favorite movies of all time. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for checking out the uh, info for Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. Newest edition, Corey Taylor from Slipknot and Stone Sour will be aboard. And Noelle Foley was just added to our killer lineup. She's going to do doing some hosting. She's hilarious as well. Remember, for as little as $150, you can hold your cabin, make your reservation. And once you book, everything is included in the booking price. All the food, all the food. All the activities, all the live podcasts, stand-up comedy shows, meet-and-greets, concerts, and the chance to see Kenny Omega in the ring. That's right. All covered in the price of your cabin. Only thing you got to pay for? Drinks and gambling. Everything else is on us, and you'll be able to hang out on the ship with all these incredible guests. Corey Taylor will be there. Kenny Omega will be there. Jim Ross, Jerry the King Lawler, SoCal Val, Mick Foley, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Rey Mysterio, Raven, Cyrus, and Paul Lazerby from Killing the Town. Conan Disco Inferno and Shane Helms from Keeping It 100. Uh, uh, Dave and Tim from Beyond the Darkness will be scaring the pants off you with some scary tales. Cole Cabana and Marty DeRosa doing the Unprofessional Wrestling Show. Brad Williams, Ron Funches, Dave LaCroix, Greca and Busted Open will be joining the festivities, Corey Taylor playing an acoustic set, Fozzie, Phil Campbell, the Bastard Sons, King, The Stir, straight from Atlanta, Georgia, The Dave Spivak Project, Speewee, he was uh, boarding with me today, he's going to be doing Get Out of My House and all the hits from The Dave Spivak Project, very, very cool stuff, The Darlings of Rock and Roll, The Cherry Bumps, Shoot to Thrill, the world's best female ACDC cover band, Blizzard of Ozzy, the world's best Ozzy Osbourne cover band, and of course, Ring of Honor. Presenting to you the Sea of Honor tournament aboard the ship. Matches happening in the middle of the ocean, and the winner of the Sea of Honor tournament gets a Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship shot in the future. Young Bucks will be there. The villain Marty Skrull, Briscoe Brothers, Dalton Castle, Frankie Gazarian, Adam Page, Christopher Daniels, Jay Lethal, the American Nightmare, Cody, don't call him Rhodes, Cody's wife Brandy, and like I said, Kenny Omega. Also joining the incredible lineup of talent. We've got so many more. There's another 12 announcements to come. This is off the charts. If you haven't gone to ChrisJerichoCruise.com and booked your cabin out, what the hell are you waiting for? We are going to be rocking. It's going to be Vacation of a Lifetime, October 27th, leaving Miami. Thank you so much. Go check out ChrisJerichoCruise.com. Thank you so much, and we will see you on Wednesday when speaking of big names, who do we got on Wednesday? Who do you think it is? You want to take a guess? I'm going to tell you who it is. Uh, It's a classic album clash. People went nuts for it when we did... uh, 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 Master of Puppets versus Ride the Lightning. This time, it's Nirvana. It's going to be In Utero versus Nevermind featuring Big Cass, you wonder what Big Cass has been doing? We're going to talk about it. Plus, we're going to debate which is the better Nirvana record, *In Utero* or *Nevermind*. Right before WrestleMania, Big Cass is ready to come back very soon, but he's going to be talking about Nirvana on the classic album *Clash* part two this Wednesday. Yeah, so we'll see you then. In the meantime, in the between time, stay hard, stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs, and a big yeah boy. And remember, do it for Johnny, man. Do it for Johnny. Golly, that was sure pretty, huh? Yeah.
2: It's like the mist is what's pretty, you know? All gold and silver. Mm hmm. Too bad it can't stay like that all the time. Nothing gold can stay. Huh? Nature's first screen is gold. Her hardest hue to hold. Her early leaves a flower. But only so an hour. And leaf subsides to leave So Eden sang to grief So dawn goes down today Nothing gold can stay